A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds, adored by little statesmen and philosophers and divines. If a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. A different drummer. And now, coming to you from dead center on your dial, welcome to Risk Parity Radio, where we explore alternatives in asset allocations for the do-it-yourself investor. Broadcasting to you now from the comfort of his easy chair, here is your host, Frank Vasquez. Thank you, Mary, and welcome to episode 36 of Risk Parity Radio. Today on Risk Parity Radio, we are going to have our weekly portfolio review of the portfolios that you can find on the portfolios page at www.riskparityradio.com. And then we are going to talk about our featured portfolio, the Golden Butterfly Portfolio, and compare that with a Rick Ferry Core 4 style portfolio. But before I get to that, I wanted to tell you that this podcast has reached 3,000 downloads in only a few months here, and I very much appreciate everybody that's listening. It looks like we have about three dozen loyal listeners, which is more than I expected to have, and I'm very grateful to each and every one of you who listens to this and shares it with friends or family who may be also interested in it. If there's one thing you could do for me, it would be to leave a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. I see that I've got several up there already. They're very nice reviews, and I thank you for those. But if you haven't left one, please go ahead and do that when you get a chance. Thank you very much for that. So, looking at our portfolios this week, our sample portfolios, let's first review what the basic markets did over the week. It was not that stellar of a week unless you were invested in Bitcoin, which was down 10 or 15% towards the end of the week. But we don't have any of that. So what we have here is the S&P was up 1.58% and NASDAQ was up 2.53% this week. Gold was our big loser of the week. It was down 4.22%. The long-term treasury bonds represented by the ETF TLT were down 0.79%. And then a few more of our alternative asset classes, REITs represented by REET, were up 0.65%. Commodities represented by the ETF PDBC were up 3.2%. And our preferred shares, stock fund PFF, was up 0.7%. So you can see that these components were kind of all over the map, but the way they combine into our risk parity style portfolios yield small advances pretty much for each one of them on the week, which is really what you want to see in terms of dampening of volatility and combination of these assets that are going different ways at different times. So looking at our first portfolio, the most conservative one, this is our all seasons portfolio. This one is only 30% stocks. It is 40% in long-term treasuries, another 15% in intermediate-term treasury bonds, and then 
small portions of gold and commodities and 7.5% each of those. It was up 0.5% on the week. It is up 3%, 3 3.0% since inception in July, and it is holding steady as it always seems to do. Now we'll move to our more baseline portfolios that we would expect someone to actually use. The first one of those is the Golden Butterfly, which is our portfolio of the week. And this one is created by the founder of Portfolio Charts. And you can find it there and a lot of discussion about it there. But it is 20% in the total stock market represented by VTI, 20% in small cap value fund, which we're using VIOV for that, 20% in long-term treasuries, TLT, 20% in short-term treasuries, that's SHY, and 20% in gold. We use GLDM for that. And it was up 0.63% on the week. It is up 9% since inception. It's doing quite well and uh, performing pretty much as advertised with very high returns for a portfolio that is only 40% invested in the stock market. The next one is our golden ratio portfolio. This is the one that is 42% stocks divided into USMV, which is a low volatility fund that tracks the S&P 500, VIOV, which is a small cap value fund, VUG, which is a large cap growth fund, and then we have 26% in bonds represented by TLT, 16% in gold represented by GLDM, 10% in REITs represented by REET, which covers both U.S. and international REITs, and then 6% in cash. And this one was up 0.42% last week, is up 8.2% since inception in July. Now moving to our most complicated fund, our Risk Parity Ultimate Portfolio. This has 12 funds in it, uh, but roughly speaking, it is 40% in stocks, stock funds. It is 25% in long-term treasury funds and zero coupon funds. And then it is 12.5% in PFF, the Preferred Shares Fund. 10% 10% in gold, GLDM, 10% in REITs, R-E-E-T, and 2.5% in a volatility fund, VXX, which is the worst performer <laughs> by far of the funds here. Thankfully, it is only 2.5% of the fund. And the uh, highest flyers in this fund are UPRO, which is up 40% since inception, and VIOV, which is the small cap value fund that is up uh, 33% since inception. So overall, last week, this was up 0.64% for the week. It is up 7.9% since inception in July. And now moving to our two experimental portfolios that involve the leveraged funds. First, we have the accelerated permanent portfolio. This is 27% TMF. 27.5 rather, which is a leveraged long-term treasury fund. 25% UPRO, which is a leveraged S&P fund. 
and then 25% PFF, the preferred stock fund, and 22.5% GLDM, which is the preferred, I'm sorry, it's not preferred, it's just a gold fund. Anyway, this was up 0.65% for the week and is up 9% since inception. We saw in the other experimental portfolio last month, it did have a rebalancing event. This one may have a rebalancing event coming up. We'll see if the UPRO continues to perform. It is almost getting outside of its 25% band and is pushing up towards 32% if it if it is over 32.5% by the middle of next month, we will be rebalancing uh, this portfolio, but we'll wait and see. And now moving to the last one, our aggressive 50-50, which is our most volatile portfolio. It is also leveraged. It has 33% in UPRO, that S&P 500 leveraged fund. 33% in TMF, the leveraged long-term treasuries, 17% in PFF, the preferred stock fund, and 17% in VGIT, which is intermediate-term treasury bonds. This one is up 1.5% last week. Our leader, it has benefited from that rebalancing it had a couple of weeks ago, and it is up 11.1%. Uh, since inception in July, so is performing similarly to a total stock market fund with about the same volatility. It should outperform the total stock market fund long term, but we will see how that plays out since we've only been talking about these going on for the last four months or so. We are getting towards the end of November now, so after Monday's close, we will be calculating the distributions from each of the portfolios for December, and that information will be put up on the website, and we will talk about it during our portfolio review next week. But now we are going to focus on the portfolio of the week, which is the Golden Butterfly portfolio. Now, as I mentioned, this portfolio is the brainchild of the founder of Portfolio Charts, a man named Tyler. And he writes about this portfolio there and how he constructed it by looking at 50 years worth of data and trying to come up with a simple portfolio that represented several different asset classes and so ended up with 40% in stocks divided between a total stock market fund and a small cap value fund 40% in bonds divided between long-term treasuries and short-term treasuries, and 20% in gold. Of our sample portfolios, this is the one that has the most gold in it. If you, if you look at the percentages with the leverage out of the uh, experimental funds, and so is the most dependent on that. Interestingly, though, I mean, although gold performed well at the beginning of these portfolios, it has performed very poorly recently, but this portfolio is still doing quite well simply because other asset classes have sort of stepped up into that gap, including most specifically the small cap value aspect of this has had a really good November. And it's a good example of how different parts of this portfolio will perform differently at different points in time 
which will smooth out the overall performance of the portfolio. And as I mentioned, it's up 9% since inception in July. So it's doing quite well in terms of being able to support the distributions. We are taking out 5% annualized from that portfolio. Now, what we're going to compare it to today, and we ran a portfolio analysis over at Portfolio Visualizer, we decided to compare it to a Rick Ferry style core four portfolio. The one, the version of this we used in our several versions is kind of one of the classic versions, which we also took from the portfolio charts website. And what this is comprised of is 80% in stocks and 80% and 20%, excuse me, in bonds. Specifically, it has 40%, 48%, excuse me, in the U.S. stock market, 24% in international stocks outside of the U.S., 8% in REITs, and that comprises the 80% in stocks, and then it is 20% intermediate-term treasuries. So we ran this portfolio analysis between these two portfolios. The data that they had available goes back to January 1994, so we are looking at 26 years of data in comparison these two portfolios. I will be linking to this analysis in the show notes if you want to take a look at it later yourself. And so what did we come up with when we ran this analysis? These portfolios performed actually quite similarly over this time period. The Golden Butterfly had a compounded annual growth rate of 7.88% and the Rick Ferry Core 4 portfolio had a compounded annual growth rate of slightly more at 7.97%. And if you look at the graph between the two of them on portfolio growth, you see them intersecting and crossing each other many times over the course of that period. The Golden Butterfly was much less volatile than the Rick Ferry Core 4, as you can imagine, since we're talking about a portfolio that has only 40% stocks compared to one with 80% stocks in it. And so the Rick Ferry Core 4 performed much more in line with the stock market itself. The standard deviation for the Golden Butterfly was 7.26% versus the standard deviation for the Rick Ferry Core 4 of 11.56%. So you can see that's a considerable difference in volatility. You see this more starkly when you look at the drawdowns or worst years involved here. The best years are fairly similar, 21.86 for the Golden Butterfly and 28.06 for the Rick Ferry Core 4. But then when you look at those worst years, the worst year for the Golden Butterfly was, it was only down 7%. I believe that was in 2008. And the worst year for the Rick Ferry Core 4, though, was negative 28.66%. And so it was down a lot more at its worst. You look for the absolute maximum drawdowns on the monthlies. The Golden Butterfly had a maximum drawdown of this 26-year period of 16.64%, which is pretty darn good. The Rick Ferry Core 4 was more similar to the stock market in that its maximum drawdown was 43.3%. Uh, which I believe was in 2008. And so you can see how much more volatile it would have been to ride that one as opposed to the golden butterfly. This translates into sharp ratios or the risk reward measures of 0.76 for the golden butterfly, 
versus 0.52 for the Rick Ferry Core 4. And that really shows the difference in terms of overall performance and volatility, particularly on that downside. The correlation with the U.S. market, you can also see here, uh, is relevant that the Rick Ferry Core 4 is almost totally correlated with the U.S. market. You would expect that since it's about 80% stocks. And so that correlation coefficient is 0.97 with the stock market. Whereas the Golden Butterfly only has a correlation with the stock market of 0.77. And that is an indication that it is just has many fewer stocks in it. If you go to the, the bar chart annual returns uh, for this uh, analysis from Portfolio Visualizer, you can see those drawdowns. And, and it really it looks starkly when you look at 2008, where you see the Golden Butterfly down a little and the Rick Ferry Core 4 down a lot. The other metrics show that in good years, the Rick Ferry portfolio outperforms the Golden Butterfly uh, by a bit. But in down years, that is when the Golden Butterfly really shines and often has a positive year when the Rick Ferry Core 4 is showing a negative year uh, for a number of those years, particularly in the early 2000s. Year to date, as you can imagine, the Golden Butterfly has done pretty well with good performances in gold and the long-term treasury. So year to date, the Golden Butterfly is up 6.43% compared with 0.18% for the Rick Ferry Core 4 because the uh, REITs and those international stocks really have not recovered in the same way as some of the U.S. stocks have at this point in time. Just looking at a few more metrics, we see that the volatility monthly for the Golden Butterfly was 2.1%, whereas the Rick Ferry Core 4 was 3.34%. Again, that is a similar indication uh, to the annualized volatility that the Golden Butterfly is just much less volatile than the uh, Rick Ferry Core 4 here. And then we go to the safe withdrawal rates. And the safe withdrawal rate for the Rick Ferry Core 4 for this period is actually higher than the Golden Butterfly at 7.84% versus 7.42%. And that most likely has to do with the fact that with more stocks in it, the Rick Ferry Core 4 does perform a little bit better overall. The perpetual withdrawal rates are almost the same Rick Ferry at 5.53% and Golden Butterfly at 5.45%. And the last statistic I'll just read off here, the gain-loss ratio, which just is, you know, how much are they gaining per versus how much are they losing for the Golden Butterfly, it's 1.14, and that ratio for Rick Ferry is 0.90 for these two portfolios. So what you really get out of this, considering all of this data, is that you can have a portfolio with fewer stocks and less volatility that performs pretty much the same as a portfolio that is comprised only of stocks and bonds, but has a much higher stock component within it.
And that is really the point of these risk parity style portfolios is to get higher performance with less risk. But again, I will link to that analysis in the show notes so you can poke around with it at your leisure if you are so inclined. I think it is worthwhile to take a look at those kind of analyses you can generate out of portfolio visualizer and portfolio charts. Put your own portfolio in there to get really a sense of what holding that over some period of decades might look like in your own personal circumstances. But now I see our signal is beginning to fade. I want to thank you once again for listening in here. If you have questions or comments, they are invited. Send them by email to frank at riskparityradio.com. That's frank at riskparityradio.com. Or you can go to the website www.riskparityradio.com and fill out the contact form there. Thank you for tuning in. This is Frank Vasquez with Risk Parity Radio, signing off. The Risk Parity Radio Show is hosted by Frank Vasquez. The content provided is for entertainment and informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult with your own advisors before taking any actions based on any information you have heard here, making sure to take into account your own personal circumstances.